Welcome to Everyday Parenting Podcast. And we're going to talk today about understanding regulation and sensory processing and how it influences behavior. This is today's guests are a mother and daughter. Um, Samantha is the daughter and Margarita is the mother. And they have been working with me um, for 15 years. Um, I met Samantha uh, when she was just four years old. And um, as this podcast is being released, she's heading off to college. So Samantha really wanted to share her experience um, of what it was like um, learning how to regulate her behavior. Um, and Margarita, mom, really wanted to share what it was like having a child who was dysregulated and how difficult it was um, and how um, she learned um, throughout the year uh, many, many times of, of, of feeling um, a, like it was a very difficult time, a very difficult challenge, but um, you know, she stuck it out and as we do with our, with our children and, and works hard and, and uh, um, I just, I think this is a beautiful story of, of uh, resilience of, you know, a, a parent uh, giving it all to her child, uh, one of three children in her family, but giving it all um, and really connecting with her daughter. And in that process, um, Samantha is heading off, like I said, to college with the ability and the tools um, that she feels more confident, more capable, and ready to take on the next chapter in her life. Um, so let's talk a little bit about what regulation is and what sensory processing um, is, because it, it, it is a piece that we, um, we need to be aware of, of how, you know, when we look at a child's behavior and we think that child is just so difficult, that child is so challenging, that child is not being compliant, um, you know, that is when we really kind of have to step back. And what I like to always teach families and, and parents and educators and anybody with children is really step back and look at that child. Regulation, you know, if they're not regulated, if they're not able to manage um, stressful situations uh, or negative situations, um, and then it's really affecting them and it's causing them to have very large emotions, tantrums and meltdowns and tears uh, and being very defiant um, and, um, you know, avoiding certain situations or feeling like they're just um, really uncomfortable in a lot of situations. Um, that is a dysregulated child. And that child can be very, very difficult um, to understand, number one. Number two, that child can, can, um, can be really difficult to calm down and to understand how to work with. And so what we really have to understand is, you know, regulation is really understanding the internal state of that child. And it's not being, you know, not encouraging that child to be compliant. It's, it's us understanding that child and then teaching that child how to better understand how to act in situations, how to regulate their body, how to work out, work through situations. And, you know, we have a lot of power and control um, over our children. Um, they don't have a lot of control. Um, they're, they're growing, they're listening to what we, uh, we tell them what to eat, we tell them what to wear, we tell them what to say, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And they don't have a lot of control over their bodies. And, you know, we want 
our children um, in certain situations um, to be in control. And sometimes it doesn't happen. And sometimes they are dysregulated by something that might be going on or feeling inside. Um, and they don't have control. And it looks that way on the outside. And um, what I want you to understand today with what um, Samantha is going to share is she held all her dysregulation in. So throughout the day at school, on the soccer field, um, with her friends, she held all that dysregulation in. But when she got home or in the car ride home after a game or when she got home after um, a day's events or school, that is when she would just release and explode. And um, it, was, it was really difficult and really um, difficult not only for um, Samantha, because she you know, she just was screaming and yelling. It was difficult for her family, her father, her mother, her sisters. Um, it was scary at times. Um, and, you know, all the bribes and all the punishments that you think that you want to control your child and say, hey, just stop this behavior. You shouldn't be doing this. That's not going to work. And, and a Margarita over the years, um, as I was working with her and she was working on this every single day with, with Samantha, had to learn that it doesn't matter. We can't be punishing her for her behaviors. We have to help her. We have to help her learn how to manage her big feelings, manage what's going on. And so what Margarita took upon over on herself as a parent and, and, and really dedicated herself to really learning how to help her daughter, Samantha, um, uh, to regulate her emotions, to understand her emotions, and what to do, how to calm herself down, um, and then afterwards talking about it and, and having those discussions afterwards. Um, you know, mom, you know, mom just worked so hard throughout the years um, trying to connect um, with Samantha. And and I this is something that I always use this phrase, and I, I just want to clarify it again in, in this in this way is, you know, we have to connect to our children before we can correct them. So that means if your child's having a tantrum or meltdown or, or they're dysregulated or they're being overwhelmed by the sensory input coming from around them, loud noises or a shirt that's feeling uncomfortable, try to connect with them. Try to understand. That means try to understand what they're feeling. Try to understand what, what's going on for them. You connect with them, get, in there, get into that space with them, get into that world that they're feeling and be empathetic and understand what's going on, connect with them. And then the, the correction or the teaching is, is long after when things have calmed down, when things are regulated again, that's your time to teach. So not in the middle of that tantrum, not in the middle of the breakdown, not in the middle of all that. That's not your time to teach. Parents, stop talking to your children when they're crying and screaming and having meltdowns. Stop threatening them. That's not going to work. That power you think you have is not going to work. You are disconnecting with your child, and they need to trust you, and they need to connect with you. So we need to build trust so we can have a long-term relationship right, with our parent, with our children. And Margarita struggled and struggled, you know, which is normal. She struggled to find the patience to handle Samantha and to handle 
all those big feelings and emotions, and that's normal. We all struggle. And I was just honored and privileged that I was able to be part of this journey with these two, with phone calls and text messages and emails and, you know, and late nights of, of you know, Samantha in her room and crying and screaming and, you know, but we did it together and we got through this together and Margarita and her family really, really worked hard um, on giving Samantha the tools and really getting to know Samantha and, and Samantha learning how to trust that her family and her parents were there for her and her mother was there for her. And so this is why this episode is being recorded just for this reason, to give you the hope if you have a child who's is having big tantrums and meltdowns and, and difficult times and, and dysregulated and how we can learn to understand that child and I can help you with that, uh, figure out what's going on. Um, what does that child need? Is there something more? Is there something, is there, is there something more we need to look into or is it a dysregulatory issue that we can really work on with parenting? And, you know, like I said, um, Margarita worked so hard to enter Samantha's world and to get to know who she was. She connected with her and she loved her. She loved her with my favorite quote, right? Love me when I least deserve it because that's when I need it the most. That Swedish proverb, love me when I least deserve it because that's when I need it the most. And that is what Samantha took away and I know she, she is taking with her as she heads off to college. And what Margarita has, has learned, you know, and she's now a parent to two other children in her house, um, is she has taken that away too of how to connect um, and to love when they least deserve it. Um, it is so hard. And I think another piece that, that, um, that uh, Samantha has learned, uh, something to take away with her into college is that, you know, when when we can't reach our child, if they're screaming and yelling, like I said, we can't always reach them during that time, but we can try to change the channel and find a different way. It's, you know, changing that sensory channel for a child screaming, we shouldn't be screaming back at them. Find some other way to connect with them. Do we go rub their back? Do we bring them some water to, to drink some water and model that behavior for our child too? you know, model staying calm because that's how they're going to learn to trust the process. If we are screaming at them and they are screaming at us, um, there is no regulation that's going to happen there. So we have to model and show them how to calm down, how to regulate, how to bring the emotions down. And then remember, after that is when we teach. So this is the lesson we're going to take away from today's podcast is there are different ways to connect, different ways to help them regulate. And we cannot, you know, we, we have to remember that um, parents, we have to change what we're doing. It isn't all of our children changing what they're doing. We have to remember, we got to change. We got we to gotta stop ourselves from doing those things that in that moment are causing more dysregulation. We have to stop putting fuel on the fire, I say. You know, if your child's crying and your child's having a difficult time, don't throw more fuel under that fire. Don't yell at them and shame them. That's not going to help. Okay? That's the changes we have to make as parents. And this is a story of a child who learned how to regulate herself because her parent 
took the time and changed the way that she parented this child. And that's what was the success here. So I hope you enjoyed this episode with Samantha and Margarita and how they learned how to take the time to stop and pause and listen to each other and learn how to regulate each other, really, but also learning how to love each other um, in, and understand who they both are. So I hope you enjoy this episode of Samantha and Margarita. All right, welcome to Everyday Parenting Podcast. Today we have two guests um, on on our um, podcast that um, have been in my life um, for, well, you know, a very long time. Um, Samantha is one of our guests and Margarita is the mother. Samantha is the, we're going to call her the child today, but she's not a child anymore. You'll you'll hear her. Um, But I have known uh, this family um, since Samantha was um, three and a half years old, almost four years old. Um, And I met the mom, Margarita, um, in one of my classes, an infant class with her other child. Um, This is a mother of three girls. Um, and, and, and we're going to spend some time today with, um, meeting Samantha and talking with her and Samantha volunteered for this. This was her volunteering to, to come with us today before she heads off to college, because her story is a story I think, um, that we can all benefit from, um, from a mother's perspective, from a parent perspective, but from, um, I want this to be, a um, something that, um, teenagers and children can listen to and understand, hey, when I feel this way, this is what's going on. Or um, when I'm really struggling and trying to, you know, figure out how to be an athlete and how to be a student, um, how to be a daughter and how to be a friend and all these things. Um, This is a story worth hearing. So today I want to welcome Samantha and Margarita. And Samantha's going to introduce herself um, and then we'll hear from mom. Oh, hi. Uh, My name is Samantha. I'm 17 years old and I'm about to go to college. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hi, and I'm Margarita. I am a mother of three and Samantha is my oldest child. And I have been with Mary Beth since uh, I think uh, Samantha was about three and a half years old. And um, I was in her uh, mommy and me uh, classes with my two younger daughters. Yes, and it was, and the reason um, that Samantha has been part of my life more and more is that even though Margarita was in the class for the younger two, every time she came into class, Margarita would say, hey, can I ask you a question about my eldest daughter? <laughs> can I ask you a question? So let's, let's go back and describe little Samantha when, you, uh, when Samantha was a little, little girl and what you were seeing from who she was as a little girl and how she grew and how she evolved into this beautiful young woman that she is today. Because it wasn't easy. It was joyous, it was fun, but it wasn't easy. And um, and I'm, I'm getting I'm getting kind of shifty eyes from Samantha right now, but Samantha, is that true? Was it, I mean, from your perspective, Samantha, it, there were some challenges, right? There were some tough times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. A lot of like with controlling my emotions and learning like, how to control them under high stress and um, situations like that was definitely tough. And I'm still working on it right now, but 
Uh, my mom and dad were there to help me a lot. So they, they did a great job. Amazing job. Absolutely amazing job. And this is why we're here, because what Samantha wants to share today is what it's like growing up with really big trigger emotions, um, very young, having sensory type um, reactions to the world around her, bright lights, loud noises, as mom was describing, going to the park and just a lot of chaos. Um, and then how how that evolved into this young woman or this young girl um, who was a, an amazing athlete um, playing very high um, soccer um, level um, and being very, very competitive um, within her within her soccer world, all the way from very young children, all the way, child, all the way through her um, high school years. Um, and I mean, we're talking superior athletes. So we have this really important piece that we need to share about being a competitive athlete, being a young girl growing up in society, which, which really is a big piece here too, um, being an amazing student, right, Samantha? Um, excelling quite quite a lot in academics and keeping kind of, and, and then having being a sister um, and being a daughter and then trying to keep this all kind of balanced, trying to keep all these balls in the air. And I think this is a good representation of who she is. She has kept all these balls in the air, but, but there are some balls that did drop once in a while. And we do want to talk about that. So Samantha, could you, um, you know, I don't know if mom wants to start, but kind of give us a little history of kind of what an everyday life would look like for you from, if you want to start from now and go back or from young and go forward, whatever, just kind of share your story. Tell us. Oh, okay. Um, well, I think I started soccer around seven. I was almost eight. So it was like, like end of the year. Um, so I just started soccer like in AYS, so like less competitive, but my parents realized that I needed a little more um, structure at, at practice and just higher level because it, it was hard to be like with um, kids that didn't have the same passion for soccer as I did. Yeah. So I was in AYSO for I think two or three years and then I switched to club around 10. Um, and that was that was tough because it was I had to learn how to like control my emotions, especially to perform at our games. And I had to learn how to deal with like the adversity and not always playing perfect. So that was a big struggle for most of my club years, but it's gotten a lot better and I've gotten a lot more comfortable like uh, on the ball, on the field and more confident in myself. Um, and then with school, I would have school every day during the year, obviously. So that would, that would take a big chunk of my time, but then it was really nice just to have the school and athletic balance um, because for me, at least, the busier I was, the easier it was to handle and easier it was just to, to get through the day because it was stuff I loved doing. I love learning and I love playing sports. Yeah, so yeah. I found a really good balance with that. Yeah, you definitely did for sure. Can, can we go back to the, to the part of, um, cause I think there was a really significant piece and I, I remember going through this with you all. Um, but going back to when you were played AYSO and you went and you made that decision. Well, let's just go with AYSO because you know, we all love AYSO. It's a great organization, but there are those, those children, right? Um, and can you describe for me, you know, what it was like for you having the skills, right? You knew you, you had this drive, this desire to be, um, to really play this different level of soccer, right? Um, but you also had skills. Can you help us describe, because I, I remember clearly having this conversation with your mom 
um, of just the frustration you were having on the field. Can you help? Can you go back at all and try to describe that to what it, what it was like from a child's perspective to be on a field, you know, with, with other ch- children at your age, right? Um, so it's nothing against those children, but it was more your internal piece, right? It was more your internal, like, God, being on this field with these players, it, what did it feel like? What was it like for you to feel? Do you remember that feeling? I think so. At first, when I first started, it was hard to, to see. Like, it was weird seeing that other kids didn't have the drive or care as much about winning as I did. Yeah. But, like, as I went through that, I found, um, I guess you could say solace or just something like that. I, I really enjoyed just helping them get better um, because I remember a lot of moments, especially uh, like near my the end of my AYSO years, I would just uh, basically run the team, like be the captain. <laughs> and I found that really, it was really nice because yeah. uh, I felt I was better connected with the players and they respected me. I respected them. Um, but that definitely helped um, like, like makes the difference between like my level and then their level. It was just, it was good to be able to, to connect with them like that. Yeah. Yeah. That was really cool. And I, and I do remember you expressing to mom, like, but there was some frustration before you made that switch to wanting to teach. You were frustrated. You were like, why, you know, that, that, that brain of yours that gets really kind of stuck on things were like, why, why, why can't they just, why can't they just kick the ball down to the, to the center field and, you know, down and then make the, you know, do you remember that? Cause Margarita, do you remember this? Cause I'm, I'm recalling it. Right. It was, it sounded so pretty that like, it's so lovely that you were able to help, but there was a frustration before that. Yes. Am I not recalling this correctly? I think that um, in, in AYA, so she sort of um, accepted that they were at a different level than her. Okay. So she started to, um, it didn't bother her as much if they did it, that they weren't the people that she wanted them to be Okay. Okay. Uh, because she became, she did. She, it was actually really nice to see that she became the, like during game, she would uh, coach them on the field and they actually, <laughs> That's great. they, actually yeah. won. they went, they wow. won all their games. And this is one year that she did both. She did AYSO and club. Okay. Uh, okay. And uh, she, they would actually, they actually made it to the finals and the only game they lost was the game was a final game when she couldn't go because she had a club game and she, so they, they ended up losing that game, but the, the whole year was actually really fun to watch, but cool. on the other cool. end, she was on the club team and um, that team wasn't performing at the level. That's, that that's what it was. Okay. So that's yeah. my memory. There were, I remember a frustration being in there somewhere yeah. early. Okay. So that would, okay. Well, thank you. Thank you. Okay. So like, Samantha, when you, so that, that really puts a perspective for me. Thank you. Because I do remember that frustration now that I totally get it now. So you had that balance of, um, you know, the AYSO and really being the teacher and, you know, and then being on another team that was challenging, that was frustrating. But I, I think once again, if I really think about that and you think about that, how unique that ability that you had was to be so empathetic, right. And so caring, um, and to take on that role of being a leader, but I'm not just a leader, but a teacher, right? To your peers. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So I want to point that out, but okay. Venture on. What, what else did you want to share about that? Because that's, uh, when you think back to that frustration on that field, what, what, what was that frustration when then with your travel ball team that you were, because you had this intensity, right? Yeah. Um, mostly, I guess, just since it was club and I knew it was a different level, it was 
I don't really remember this that vividly as much as AYSO, but um, I just remember getting a little frustrated with, the, with my teammates because they wouldn't, um, maybe they were trying, but it, it seemed from my perspective that they didn't care as much as I did about winning and just like getting, getting on the field and giving everything that they had. Um, that definitely frustrated me, but um, maybe my mom can talk a little more. Um, about sure. That. I have sure. an example. Um, it wasn't just that she would get frustrated with her teammates. She would get frustrated with herself. Yes. So yes. Let, let's, a- let's talk about that. Cause that, that's where I wanted to go with this one. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, one example that, I mean, all these games are all blurred together, but one that always sticks out is she, we played a game on her birthday and she went into that game saying, telling her team, um, we need to win this. It's my birthday. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the, they played and, you know, they, they did not win. And she was so angry, angry at herself for not playing at a different level, angry at her team. And do, uh, do you remember how you do you remember how she played that out? Cause I, I mean, I can give some descriptions of what I've heard, but what, do you remember what it looked like I from, remember. from uh, Samantha's or from mom's perspective? I don't think she remembers, but um, mm. she, uh, we had a really awesome coach who knew how she was. And, um, but that game actually scared him because she, mm. she was so angry that she, he had to take her out of the game because she actually wouldn't play anymore. She just stopped. Mm. He took her out and she was fuming and said, I'd rather just die yeah. when she came out of the game. And he was like, and he's heard her say things before but that game he he was a little you know the intensity was there for yeah, sure yeah he hadn't seen that so uh yeah. afterwards he came up to us and he said I don't know you know I just want to let you know and then we're like it's okay it's okay you know we are we've already experienced it so we we didn't think of it as something horrible we just knew that we needed to do our thing right come in, don't don't bring yeah. it up yeah let her, let her simmer down um, and let her talk to us later when she's ready. And yeah. that's what we well, well, Samantha, I don't know if you know, though, but I can go back, I can scroll back to text messages. <laughs> and your mother text, texted me on that day. Do you remember, Margaret? You texted me. And okay. you, you were, there were many games. So you were, you, that was one of them. You texted me, you were on the sideline. You said, you said uh, she, she really, this is, she really has, this is, this is a really tough one. Um, she is really, really sad. Um, really having a hard time. Um, and, and she used that, that sentence, I want to die. I want to hurt myself. Um, well, not really. I want, you never really talked about hurting yourself. You just talked about dying, right? I just want to die. Right. Which, which is, I know you're like, la- you're laughing at that now, Samantha, but from a parent's perspective, that's hard to hear, but, it, but, but, <laughs> and, and a coach's perspective. Yeah. It's really hard to hear, but parents, um, you know, and, and we do want to take it very, very seriously when our child does say that. Um, but there is that piece of why a child says that. And a child does say that because that is that, that is the intense of how it feels. I feel so, 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 so upset and so sad right now. Um, it, and it's not that you, you know, I don't want to devalue that sentence, but it's a sentence that really kind of comes across as we get what you're saying. Okay. And that's why we have to take it very seriously. But, um, but Margarita and, and Samantha, you know, that was a tough, that was a tough, that, that was a moment, right? It was your birthday. Um, it was an intense game. Um, and what Margarita is describing is, you know, she had learned through the years of giving space for Samantha, giving her that time to kind of um, 
uh, chill out a bit. And the coach, the coach, I think, did a great job pulling her out, putting her on the side, trying to get her to drink some water, relax. Um, but I remember the story of her pacing on the sideline and wanting to get back in um, and really antagonizing the coach. Get me, get, get me back in. I want to go back in. I want to go back in. Do you remember that, Samantha? Do you remember that? No, she was 10. That was, that was, it was a while back. It was a while back, but isn't that true, Margarita? That was, you were bugging the, I want to get back in. I need to get back in, right? There was this, this obsessiveness. I need to get back in there because you carried the weight, right? You felt like you had to carry that weight of that team um, because you were so determined. You were so determined that, um, and, and you knew that your skills were that good, right? That, That you could get in there and take it on. And, and she was doing it with her AYS. Remember, she's playing both teams right now. Yes. So with her AYS, yeah. she could win the game basically by herself because they would listen and they would give her the ball. But once yeah. you got to this level, yeah. everybody was doing a different thing. So um, it wasn't as easy to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. So can you, Margaret, can you describe, because I don't know if Samantha can really describe this, unless you can, Samantha, but can you describe what it looked like from your perspective of, as a parent to see your child? What did it, what did you see? on how she acted and what did she do? Because there were some pieces that did start off very young. You know, there was a lot of disrespect to you, mom, um, and yelling at you, a lot of blaming on you. Um, and and you, were, you were her shield. You were the one that she put it on. So can you describe it? And maybe Samantha can help describe it maybe a little bit what that was like. Um, I think as parents, when we first fall into this role, we have an expectation of what we want our kids to, how we want them to behave. And when, when they're born and they grow up, you know, that expectation needs to go away because um, it doesn't always happen the way we expect it to happen. And we have to just accept the, uh, the way it is uh, and, and have to go with it and pivot and make different choices, you know, make different decisions based on the kid's personality. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so she, um, you know, growing, seeing other, other friends with their kids who were like all proper and sweet and thank you with this, you know, uh, and then mine. <laughs> <laughs> Samantha's face. I'm so, yeah, I, I wish you all could see her face. It's so good, but yeah. <laughs> um, it, um, it, it just was different. So, uh, and, but I knew this is, she was this way and we loved who she was because she was, pretty awesome, you know, and all the, you know, I, I, I was never like jealous or anything of other people's kids because I, my kids was just, she was awesome. She really was since, a, since she was a child. Mm-hmm. Now with that awesomeness comes very intense uh, behavior. And so uh, she would say things that were just in a normal person's perspective would be rude. Uh, but in, but then after meeting with you so many times I learned that so many times so many times <laughs> but it wasn't really she was being rude it was more she it was a reaction in the moment and yeah, she yeah. and with time I learned that she couldn't control that and she would tell me she'd say mom I, I just can't control in that moment and that's something that's really hard to understand because you're like how can you not control it how you know but you know I've been mad sometimes sometimes when you're upset you just do things you know without thinking, I guess. And as a child, I think you do that more often. And with her, she did it a lot more often. Yeah. Um, And and a lot outward versus inward. So she put a lot out into the world. Some children, you know, take a lot in and and hold it in. But, but Samantha was one that definitely liked to project it out um, and get it out of her. Yeah. 
and and that hasn't really changed. She still does it. Not to that. Not that bad. <laughs> but uh, I almost called you last month. But yes, she's been much much better. Uh, but it definitely is associated with stress. She's not in in the regular you know environment and not, when there's no stress involved she's like the most perfect kid um but when the stress comes out um be it school be it soccer be it thinking about having to leave be it whatever um she isn't able to control those emotions as well and we are her safe ground so we hear it um, it doesn't happen when i'm not at home yeah oh at, when she's with her friends or when right. she's somewhere yeah. else she's very good i mean I've only seen her maybe once, like, like really get a little bit upset because friends are doing something that she doesn't agree with. But, but you guys are there still. Though. But yeah, we're there by herself. She can, she's pretty good. Yeah. Um, well, well, can we, can we stop there? Because this is a really interesting piece and, and something I think a lot of uh, parents think about too. It's like, why, why, you know, when they're out in the world without me, they're fine, quote unquote, fine. But when they're with me, I, I get all this stuff. So Samantha, can you help? describe that how, how did you how did you hold it together when you're not and what, what did you do because you must have had some kind of a coping mechanism you must have had something to tell yourself or how how did you do that um I don't, I don't I'm not I don't have an exact answer for this but maybe you picked it up I picked up on my competitiveness like we would always like a, a lot of times when I would hang out with my friends when I was younger it would be like during school so we'd have like PE or like tests and stuff so I think it was easier to like to cope with the emotions and like the stress at least at school just by like like playing a game or something like that or even like I would make everything into a game or a competition and I feel like as bad as, as that sounds it helped me <laughs> yeah. um, but I don't know I just in general don't feel the triggers as much when I'm that sounds really bad I know but, right you're right say it because it really right when you when you just say it just say it yeah. because I know, I know but, but right when you think about it, it's like well that okay but just say it say yeah. it just finish it I don't I feel like I don't get as triggered when I'm at uh, like outside of the house or away from family but I, I think it's just because I feel really safe with my family and my parents like I can tell them anything and a lot comes out when I'm with them which I'm grateful for but I, I feel like I should need to control that better still um, because it rarely comes out with friends. I usually, um, I usually don't like explode or like show the intense emotions as much when, when, when I'm with them. Uh, it's just, I don't know why, but it, it's easier, but at home, um, I guess it's just like my safe place. And I also like my ventilation. Like I can vent to my parents too, but yeah, I, I guess that's like a, a pretty good summary. It's a really good summary. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. How about um, the game in Vegas? We were, we were, oh. there. Can, that's jumping around a lot. I know, but that was, but, but it's the same kind of theme. Is it the same theme? Um, this was at soccer, but my coach was a big trigger because he was really intense and expected a lot out of us. Um, <laughs> very that's okay. That's part of it. Um, I don't know. That weekend was really hard. <laughs> um, I even felt it there. Uh, her coach, even though he was amazing, was sometimes not because um, he would, he did, you know, we knew what her triggers were. We knew how to not get there and he went there all the time. 
-hmm. And so at this game, I, I'm not sure why he was. I was just playing bad, I think, and then he pulled me out. I, I don't know what he did, but he, the, it wasn't even just with her. I, I felt the negative energy the entire mm -hmm. game, the whole mm -hmm. weekend. I had a horrible time. I was even complaining myself to the parents saying, I, I, I don't want to do this anymore. Like we shouldn't mm. come here and feel this way, you know? And then mm. I, I'm like, if I'm feeling this, how's my daughter feeling? Right. Yeah. Who is the one that, you know, gets riled up. Yeah. So yeah. that one game I felt it, we left and um, he just wasn't happy with the way they were playing. And he wasn't just like that no, with her. he played okay. It was just me. And then he kept getting on. He me. was always, he, that game, he got on her a lot. And so then mm -hmm. we we went to the hotel and um, she literally had a nervous breakdown. Like she, we could not stop. It was we, the worst one I've had. Yeah. We could not get her. I, I almost was like, what are we going to do? Because she was like. Well, can you describe it? Samantha, can you describe that? What what was happening to your body? What What was um, well, I tried to keep the tears in and like the panic in until we got in the car or no, it exploded when we got to the hotel, I think. Right. Right. Before we walked in. Yeah. 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 Um, I guess just an overload of emotions because like my coach would stress me out a lot. Um, mm -hmm. and especially at that time, um, it was like an important game because it was still like when we were trying to commit for soccer to school. So you had yeah. to perform or else you don't get looked at by the college coaches. So it was pretty stressful, but I don't know. My coach just got on me a lot. And at that point, that was like the brood of it because it was just constant. Um, and it was just, it was hard because I didn't really know how else to deal with it. So luckily my parents um, helped me, like they told me to like keep it in until we got to like a safe space. So I did my best with that, but it was just really hard. Um, and it just de-escalated. It was pretty hard to deal with that. Yeah. Um, so when you when you, you you got to the hotel room, and then do you remember what you what you we? How did you let it out first? What did you do? Did did you scream? Did you cry? Yeah, did you throw cry. things? No, it, well, the, the throwing came after. But the throwing came after. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I just started having like a normal mental breakdown, and then it turned into like a panic attack, and then yeah. it got like like the anger came after that, but yeah <laughs> yeah that one was a little scary because she uh locked herself in the bathroom mm -hmm. uh, and well, um, i don't really remember it was like yeah. flashing i mean it's it was my, i had uh, my middle child with us and she got really scared um and we just we just were there that's all we were able to do we just yeah, yeah. couldn't really hold her or touch her or anything that she um <laughs> and she she threw things. I think she threw her phone. There wasn't that much to throw. It was a hotel room, but in That's the bathroom, she threw things in there. But I don't remember being in the bathroom. But I think she did it by her. She calmed herself on her own, like in it the took bathroom. Took a while, but it took like over an hour. Yeah. But do you, do you uh, don't you don't remember what you did to calm yourself down? Do you were you taking? Um, did you, did well, you take a shower? After, did you just sit in the toilet? Wait, what did you do in the bathroom? What? Well, normally when I get panic attacks or like breakdowns, I drink water. Water yeah. helps. Um, yeah. But then after, like, I caught my breath because I, I get really lightheaded, like, if yeah. I'm yeah. eating super fast. So I just, like, try to control my breath because that's what my parents would tell me, just take deep breaths. Yeah. Um, like, yeah. Both, like, when I'm stressed and, like, during games and, like, stuff like that. Um, I definitely did that, but it, it was really hard because that one, I think everything just exploded. 
but um and there was a there was a lot to that day though too I yeah. mean, there was you know college acceptances being you know performing for colleges performing you know and you had an injury going on at this time you had a, a sore foot was this was no, this before it was, it was, this was before the injury this before, this before the I, injury? I just okay. had like minor injuries at that point but okay. i just like ignored those but but there was uh, a lot there was a lot you, you had you had a you had a lot of expectation for yourself for this because you know, this was after, after the pandemic too, right? After COVID, where you didn't really get a lot of chances to have that normal piece of, you know, going to college, you know, to going to games where, where college coaches could look at you. Because I remember having this conversation with mom, like that, we lost all that, right? So you had very few chances, right? For yeah. colleges to come look at you. And I think this was a lot, a lot of pressure on this Las Vegas trip, right? And I mm-hmm. think maybe the coach was feeling that as well. Do you think? For sure. Yeah. Sure. Because I, I didn't know if this was happening with her. I'm on the sidelines and yeah. the parents yeah. and I'm feeling it yeah. because it yeah. wasn't just, she thinks it was just, um, he was just yelling at her. He was it, the other team's coach and the families were like feeling sorry for our girls that oh. day, oh. but it was intense and it wasn't yeah. just yeah. her. And I know she thinks it was always just her. No, it was um, most of us, but, um, but that day, so I think her coach uh, is a little bit like her in personality. Yeah. And they're two of the same, two peas in the pod. And so yeah. it's hard because they just expect excellence and the best and this, and sometimes they can't. And I've actually had this conversation with him about, you know, you yeah. need to yeah. easy on people. It's not just, you know, yeah. you got to yeah. watch yeah. your words. Um, yeah. Well, I, I, again, you know, if you think about how a brain and body works, you know, you just described so many things of, of holding it together, right? Holding it together, even during the game, you held it together, right? I mean, you were, <laughs> he was pulling you out, you were playing, you were not playing, you know, all this stuff, but then, you know, and then you held it together until you got back all the way through the car, all the way to the hotel room, right? Into that safe place again. And I, and, you know, not to jump forward, but I do want to jump forward because I think this is significant to bring up because I know this is mom's concern. Um, this has been my concern, um, you know, and I think mom has mentioned this for the whole year of what will happen when she's not here, what will happen when she goes to college and she has these same big feelings, right? We've, I think you've all had that conversation yeah. of, you know, how, and I think, you know, the fact that you have learned so, so many years of all these tools that mom has given you, right? Um, and, you know, how to calm down. But I think that fear is still there for all of us of, you know, um, finding those resources for you and a safe place for you in college, you know, um, and finding that place for you. Do you all agree? I mean, this is something I know that it's, it's, it's a, it's a big piece. Um, For me, I think back, like at that showcase, that was like a big turning point because I really, after that, I learned how to control my emotions and how to not suppress them, but like learn how to channel them into different um, ways so I feel I'm feeling a little a lot better about college because I've learned how to control those big emotions but definitely having exercise helps a lot yeah because um, yeah. I can't really function without exercise every, like every other day or every day so that's definitely going to help but there are going to be times when I get really stressed so I guess I'll just like cry in my dorm or something <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> mom, mom, mom's face wasn't real happy there I know but, but, but you are you are a phone call away. You all you all remember yeah. that, right? We're all we're all a phone call away. But yes, and yeah, I'm definitely feeling a lot better about it because I know how to control emotions. 
and I can always call my parents or just like go work out or go running and yeah, um, yeah. like go eat or something because I've definitely gotten into reading too. Um, oh, good, good. Reading helps like calm my brain and calm my body. So I have, yeah. I've learned, I have a lot of resources now that I know how to use, um, especially having, it's been like a, more than a year and a half since that showcase. So yeah, yeah. I definitely feel confident in like my ability to control my emotions, at least outside of the house. Um, so I think I'm feeling a lot better about that. Yeah. And, and, and I'm going to encourage you, and I've told mom this too, that, you know, and I know, you know, you're not a real big fan of going to see someone outside of your home. I know this, I know this, I've been through this with you, but I'm going to strongly encourage that again. And just, you know, always keep that as a, you know, an option of, of finding, you know, finding you know, the, the resources there on, at the university to help you as well. Okay. So mm-hmm. don't count that out, please, please don't count that out. But you, you have my phone number, you have mom's phone number, you were all here for you, but um, to find someone there for you too. But I, I think it's amazing. You know, I, I think this is the biggest gift that I can hear these words coming out of your mouth. Um, and I think mom to hear them too. You know, I, I think this last year has been um, with all the changes that did go on um, with, you know, um, learning about yourself and growing as, as, a, as a, you know, a senior heading off to college. I mean, I think you really did you know, you grasp onto so many personal pieces that you have, that you can take with you now. And I, 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 I'm, it makes me so happy to hear that, um, um, to hear that that's happened. So that's, that's pretty cool. Pretty cool. And I think she has skills that a lot of kids don't have, you know, they didn't have to, they didn't have to go through this. So I think yeah, she yeah. learned a lot. Uh, and that's why she's, says she has all these tools now because she's yeah. learned I have to I have to figure it out I have to find things to help calm me down yeah yeah and, and I to- and something Margarita I, I think you always heard me say is I'd much rather your child go through hard times with you um versus making it easy for them growing up and then sending them off to the world college or wherever they go and then them experiencing things by themselves you know, and I think it's, I, I don't want, I don't want that. I want them to experience and, you know, being by your side going through this Margarita and, and Samantha, but um, mainly Margarita, you know, that was something I always encourage you is, is let her go through this with you, go through it. It's really horrible. It's hard, but let her, so you can teach her because imagine Samantha, if you, you didn't feel comfortable enough or have that safe place to come home to, to let go. And you just held all this in, all this in, all this in all the time. And then you were to head off to college, you would have no coping skills, right? You would not know what to do right now with, right? Yeah, definitely. I'm grateful to have had like all the support throughout my childhood. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, what else do you want to share? What else? Because we kind of we kind of jumped. We kind of went from ten to seventeen. But <laughs> there's a lot in between there. What else did you kind of learn about yourself or mom? Or what were some things that you learned growing up? Because um, you know, with school, with, you know, being a sibling too, um, cool. going, going through natural cycles of life of, you know, getting your menstrual cycle. I remember that, but that's, that's too embarrassing. Sorry. But, <laughs> but I think, but I think it's a significant piece too. being a female and looking at our bodies and looking at hormones, um, and seeing that correlation, I think is important too. Um, and how that kind of played into things too, but what, what do we, what do you guys want to share? Mm-hmm. Well, school, um, <laughs> school school I like school most of the time it is also like a big learning point and like how to 
how to control my emotions like when I did poorly on a test or English class didn't go well mm -hmm. that was definitely a big challenge as you know um it's gotten a lot better now and I don't have to take English my first or second year it's that's a big win. That's a big win. But when you think back to getting ready, you know, when you were taking a test and getting prepared to take a test, um, you know, I, I remember late nights of you studying, um, really being stuck on, I have to do this. I have to do this. I have to stay up late. I got to study this. I got to study this. When you think back now and you think back to that process, what advice would you give to, to young, uh, you know, to people going and who are really, you know, who are really intense and really do want to, you know, do their best? What advice would you give them that you think back to um, that whole? Yeah, I would I think the biggest thing is just find a, a schedule or like a way of studying that works for you. For me, it was getting everything done like as soon as I got it. Um, even before some assignments were like actually put on the calendar, I would just do them. And it would really help because it would take it off my mind because mm. it'd be really hard to like go to sleep knowing I have like a test that I haven't prepared for or an assignment that I haven't finished. But at the same time, I learned how to manage my time and um, like schedule. Oh, I'm going to study for math and then I'm going to write my English essay. And I felt that it was really efficient for me and I was able to get my work done really um, early and actually learn the material and enjoy learning it at the same time. So definitely just finding a way that works for you, what, whether it's like me studying right away or like my sister procrastinating and then doing it at the last minute. It works. <laughs> so, so if that's the way you learn, then, then you should do that. Um, but yeah, definitely finding a way um, that is most efficient for yourself. Yeah. And, and not, and not criticizing maybe your sister for the way she studies. <laughs> <laughs> that was hard too, right? To say, why does she do this? Why did she yeah. do this? Yeah, stresses you out. Yeah, watching your sister, right? Because it's not it's not your way, but it was but yeah. that's her way, and that's that's yeah. a hard piece in life to learn, right? That everyone has their ways. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. One thing I learned about Samantha that's different than other kids and doesn't necessarily work with other kids is that, and this is something you told me or showed me or advised me to do way back, was that her type of personality needs to stay busy, and. When, when I say busy, it's like she has no free time. Um, and people would criticize me about that or as she was growing up. Why do you keep, why is she always doing this? She's never, she never has time to rest. Like It's my child. And that's what, she, how she deals with life, you know, is by staying busy. If I give her any free time, she just doesn't know what to do with herself. And then that's when the stress would come. So um as she, it's, it's always been the case. And, you know, it, right now with the, you know, the summer and um, things coming to a sort of a close, mm -hmm. she's had a lot more free times. And that, and, and the beginning of the summer, we noticed this, the stress level come back up. Um, and so it's like, she's literally, she has to maintain a busy schedule and an active schedule, not just busy, but active with some type of, you know, running yeah. or yeah. Sports. You, you said it, you said it, Samantha, you said it, you know, that, that movement of your body, that kinesthetic movement really does organize your body from yeah. that. That's how you kind of keep it in check. And I think Margarita, it's a really good point as a parent, you know, there, there's always this thing that, that I, and I teach the other side too. It's like, well, do we have to keep our kids always so busy? 
And that is, that is the truth. We have to be careful as a parent. Are we overbooking for ourselves or are we booking for our child? And this is where a case of being really aware of what the child needs and how the child manages better. Um, and it doesn't mean that you kept all your children that busy, um, but you kept her busy. And that's the difference between a family that keeps everybody go, 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 which is not healthy, right? You got to know which, what child needs what. So that's a, that's a yeah. really good. Yeah. I, mean, I, I have a second child that we can't do that with at all. Yeah. Yeah. It has to be, she can do one thing a day and that's it. And you add a second and it really, that causes her to get stressed out. Yes. So yeah. It's yeah. just, it's different. And I was sort of going on her, her mode, right. Where I was continuing yeah. it with the second and the third, but I've learned it doesn't work the same. Yeah. It's different. Yeah. yeah. So true. So true. So Samantha, so your advice really here is really, really kind of know what organization piece that you need. So you would definitely want to I get an assignment or even think ahead of what the teacher might need or want and start studying. And I, I know you were an avid, you know, even though the test wasn't, you know, for a week or so, you would be studying every night before, you know, for that test, not waiting for that night before. But how did you organize yourself? Did you write things down or did you have a calendar? How did you do that? What was your secret? Um, well, when I was younger, our school had a really, they did a really good job with teaching us how to organize um, our schedule. So I had like a paper planner our notebook um, mm -hmm. until I think middle school. But then in high school, I got too lazy and I just put, uh, I, I have like the little post-it app on my computer. So yeah. I I, put, I wrote like a small schedule like with assignments that I had to do. And that really helped just to visualize it because sometimes I would forget. Um, but then I'd look on my computer and like my assignments would be there. Mm -hmm. uh, but I would definitely prioritize certain assignments over others. So it'd be like, I would do the bigger ones first and then base it off of like when the due date is and then I would study last um, because I need to learn the material before I can actually study. Mm -hmm. um, that definitely helped and now going into college I, I'm actually using the Microsoft to do and like reminders um, app because those really helped me just um, balance like balance my life and then see like my schedule. Um, like on one place. I definitely use Google Calendar a lot too because mm -hmm. um, my mom started using it. So I just adopted it because it's really nice to just have that schedule in front of me and then have the reminders. Um, so definitely just making a schedule. If you can make it in your head and keep it in your head, then mm -hmm. if that works, that's better. But for me, I, I forget. So um, just having that schedule in front of me helps. And would you also include then just you said your school schedule? Would you also include in there your sports schedule? Because you had you had practices all over Southern California. Uh, many times, Mother and I would be sitting. She'd be sitting in the car, and I'd be talking to her. She'd be doing her parent groups from a car um, in a parking lot in some strange location in California. Um, but would you also put the schedules for your team, you know, for practices and games and things too? Or is that more, was that more parent management? Um, my mom would do that, um, because she would have like access to the schedule. Um, okay. but now since I'm going off to college, I, I have to do that myself. Okay. Um, okay. But yeah, it was a lot of my mom, which helped me, um, like learn how to manage my schedule. Which okay. So, okay. So, so mom, so Marguerite, you were able then to plug in those other family type things into her schedule. Is that kind of what? Yeah. yeah, we, we cool. share the Google, well, I, yeah. I share the Google calendar. So um, that's, so that's my next job with my other children is having them look at that because they they don't ever know when we do anything. So, yeah. and I don't remember what, we, what age she was when she started looking at it. It's um, when you got me a phone. 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's my new job is to teach them. <laughs> the next, the next gen, as we call yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> the next level down. Oh. Yeah. oh. It's really helpful though because mm -hmm. when you have, I mean, we're we really have, the calendar is booked, and so yeah. even though they don't do as much as she does, I do have two others. So between the two of them, it seems like it's. It's yeah. One. Yeah. Well, and, and you have a life too. I mean, that's and I have a life. <laughs> and, and dad and dad's involved there too. And yeah, well, but, he's, uh, he's he's a recipient of the calendar also. He that's right. I, I'm the main. I'm the one that puts everything in, and I, it's everyone's job to look at it and not yeah. tell me they don't know that we had to do something because it wasn't. So if it, if they didn't know, it's most likely because it wasn't on the calendar. But I, yeah. I'm yeah. pretty good about putting everything in there. Yeah. Yeah. That's, we got to find these tools that work for the family. So thank you all for sharing that. That's a really important uh, tidbit of advice for a family is uh, to help organize. And, and Samantha, for you to kind of give that insight to how you, how you did that. That's uh, really, really helpful. Yeah. Yep. What else? What was it like? What was it like? What was it like, Samantha, for you? Because um, I remember the day you got your license, your driver's license. Yeah. <laughs> I remember building up to that and, and, getting you behind the wheel of that car and learning how to drive. And um, that was a really an emotional piece. That was a, a tough one. She's, she's looking at her mom like, what? <laughs> I, I like driving. At first it was stressful, I think. But yes, it was. <laughs> it, it, I think I just really liked driving because it's like really peaceful for me. Like after yeah. that one, like a few months of learning how to drive, I just started to enjoy it and just... Yeah. Sometimes yeah. I doze off in the car while listening to music. Oh, but... I don't want to hear that. No one wants to hear that. No one wants to hear that. <laughs> no, I think driving was, it was, um, it wasn't like as bad as other, like other roadblocks, but I well, definitely well, really like driving. Well, about some of the other roadblocks, because driving, I remember driving, learn, when you learned to drive, there was an anticipation of it, but let's, if that wasn't a roadblock, I mean, you did a great job. I, I was impressed with how you actually handled that because that, you know, at, at first it, it was a little bit anxious, but you really worked through that. You really did. But what were some of the other roadblocks then that you would say? Oh, definitely like the emotional piece of software, like my mental game and then yeah. mental um, game at, oh, not mental game, but like being able to handle all the stress from school as well. Yeah. Those are like the two main things, but yeah, do you, can you think of it? Anything that required like, well, like school, um, not it wasn't just, you know, classes, but like finishing at the top of her class or making sure, hoping or that she got um, come come along, you know, like getting, oh, getting awards or getting, there was always, you know, in a, in a regular kid, or not that you're not regular, but uh, most, most kids. <laughs> hint, hint. <laughs> wink, wink, Samantha. <laughs> They would just you're, you're regular in our mind. <laughs> they would just be happy, you know, to get the A and or get yeah. even plus or whatever. This one had to have not just an A, but if it was a 93, it had to be a 97 or a 98. And if it was a 98, why didn't I get a hundred? You know, it was always, she had to always be above anything that she did. So she sometimes caused her own stress to <laughs> worsen because in my mind, I'm like, you go back, no one cares anymore what great, what percentage that A was in college or in high school, or no one even cares what grades you got in high school. It's, no one even looks that far anymore, but she was in the moment where that's all that mattered. So that was really sort of stressful all the way to the end. 
Yeah, what it was all the way. I mean, you 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 finished you finished strong, kiddo. You finished strong. Um, can can you describe that though? What you know? Why wasn't the ninety three good enough? Do you remember why? <laughs> why why uh, wasn't why was that ninety seven had there were ninety nine? Why did I why did I have to push it that hard? Well, partially it was just me being a perfectionist, but the other half was just my friends. At least my closest friends would be at the same level or higher. They would get better grades than me. So I had to learn competition, competition. I had to learn how to focus on myself and compete with myself instead of other people. Yeah. 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 So true. So true. So true. Um, and, and yeah, you, you did finish really strong and I'm amazingly proud of you. I mean, I just, yeah, you know, I, but I, but I know the heartache that it was there. Cause you know, I, I think back to, you know, a, a statement you made, Oh, I don't know when I first met you. Well, you know, I, I had dinner with you one time. I mean, I just, I think back to many times that I saw you, it wasn't like a million times I saw you at all. It wasn't even, you know, just a few times, but you know, the times I saw you, you, you had just determination. You knew what you wanted in life. You knew what you wanted. You knew you wanted to go to a particular school. You knew you wanted to play, you know, sports for that particular school. You knew you wanted to be a doctor, you know, all these things. How, how is that now? I mean, where is that now? Where, where are you now in all that and all those dreams? Cause you had that very young and that was that driving you? Was that a piece that was driving you that whole future piece or was it, was that just a dream? I don't know. It, I'm always very curious when there's, cause you were so, you were so clear. Did you, uh, did you need that? Did you need that clarity? Do you think to push yourself? Yeah, or? I like to plan out my life and like what I want to achieve and a oh, big thing that I've had to learn is to make dreams that are actually achievable realistically. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think right now I've achieved them for the most part. Like I've gone into this one of my top three schools. Yes, you uh, did. Really happy about that. So I'm, that's definitely a plus. Um, ended up not committing to that school, but uh, like another loophole is I can just walk onto the team. So I'll have to decide on that later. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was still good because I can still play like the club version, um, which is, that'll still be fun. Uh, maybe that'll be even better than playing on the varsity team because I'll have more time to focus on my aspirations to be a doctor. I am pre-med, so I'm really excited about that too. And I have lab work already lined up, um, which surprisingly people told me that money freshmen don't do. So I'm really happy about that. So like everything that I've been working for is, is starting to come together and will come together over the next, what, 12 years I'm studying. Um, <laughs> I'm glad you see that reality. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but, it, it, but, you, but you know that that is still something you want to pursue. That is something that mm-hmm. is really interesting to you still. That is. Yeah. 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 She's done really, I mean, all that, all that work has <laughs> paid off. Um, and I think all, all the small little setbacks that she's had have built, helped her build some resi- huge resilience. Yeah. I yeah. just hope that resilience continues throughout because I think although she feels that she's not done a lot of stuff that she's wanted to do, I think she's done more than most people. And she doesn't, I don't think she realizes how, how much farther ahead she is and I think a huge percentage of kids her age. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just want her, my worry, I guess, or concern as going forward is that there's going to be setbacks and these are going to probably be a little bit bigger setbacks <laughs> than not getting a 93, right? These are going to be life 
altering or they, they can be life altering setbacks, but you need to learn to continue to remember how to pivot and yeah. go a different route. And I hope that her resilience continues. Yeah, um, me too. Me too, for sure, for sure. And that, and that's why I, 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 you know, that question of, you know, you still have that dream, but I want you to realize too, you know, and it, it is a dream worth having for sure. And it is, you are worthy of that dream. Just, yeah, be, a, be able to pivot when you need to pivot. Be able to see alternatives, routes uh, towards your goal, right? It doesn't have to be the straight shoot because I think you're, you are a straight shooter. You want to get there and get there fast. Um, yeah, you already got a lab set up as a freshman. Yeah, there we go, right there, right there. But I think, again, that's going to keep you busy, right? And you know, you know what you need. And I think that's the most beautiful gift that you have learned about yourself um, through all these years. And I think it's a beautiful gift that you've had family and parents that were able to, to work through it with you because it was not easy, right? We're all sitting here. It was not easy. Everyone's shaking their head now. Yeah, it was not easy. It was not easy. Mom just rolled her eyes. Um, you know, I think Margaret has a few more gray hairs than she expected. Um, and, um, and, you know, it, and, Samantha, she's excited for you. She's excited for you to go off and she's excited to have a break too <laughs> from being, yeah. from being, I, I mean, mom say, yes, I, I know it's true. Know I, I, think we, I think we all feel that about our children. It's like, it's time for them to go. It's time for them to fly. And you know, the nest is always here and you can always come back um, and visit and, and say hi. And we're always here, you know, um, but we want you to fly. And I'm excited to see you fly. Um, and I'm, I, you know, I, and I, I will continue to support you and support mom um, through this. And um, just, I, I'm very proud of you. And I think, I think mom's really proud, as she said. And I, and most importantly, Samantha, I think, uh, right, uh, you're proud of yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Finally. <laughs> Finally. Right. That's the bit that that's the most important one right there. What'd you say, mom? I said it's good to hear. Yeah. That's, because it's been a. Uh, there's been times that she, she's just so hard on, her, on herself. So I'm happy that she's happy where she's at right now. Um, and it's, it's going to be a fun journey. It's going to continue. It is. It is. <laughs> yeah. Don't look day by day. Day by day. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, I want to thank both of you for being so honest and being here and, and capturing this. Um, because this is something we'll hold on to and can listen back at this. But Samantha, is there any last tidbit that you want to tell families, children, adults, students, anything you want to put out there? Uh, just be grateful for your family. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. Thank you. Thank you, Samantha. And I'm so glad to hear those words finally, finally come out of your mouth. I'm, I'm finally... I'm finally okay with who I am, right? Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. Thank you both. Margaret, is there any last words that you want to put out there? Um, just have patience with your kids. Yes. Uh, uh, get support. Get support. Get support. Yes. All very best. Cool. I'm <laughs> yeah, I, I, I recommend you to, I, I think you know, I mean, you have yes. quite a few from my work and friends uh, because I feel and I, I feel that you just um, you're there for us to vent and you always have really good advice to give back um, and you're always there. Thank you. 
Well, we're going to end there today. Thank you so much, Margarita. And thank you so much, Samantha, for being a part of Everyday Parenting Podcast. Mm -hmm. And I, Samantha, I wish you well, and I wish you all the best um, coming up here and realize that we're here for you. And we'd love to do a follow-up with you. And maybe next summer, we can follow up with you then. Thank you.